Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I um, have just been informed that my mum did not have uh, the record button on for our first intro, so this is our second attempt. How are you, mum? I'm very distracted, Jessie. Why? Well, because I haven't had my tea. Someone threatened to smash my windows in because I wouldn't buy anything out of their bloody green basket and I told them it was dangerous to go door to door, so I had to call the police. So that could be quite interesting for this podcast if they smash the windows in, because you're in the study, so they'll be able to see you. Yeah, great, Jess. I love that. It's not going to happen. Don't worry. Sam will be around in a jiffy. It'll be all right. Yeah, good. Um, So I've been distracted and I did all the cleaning of the house, which seemed to take me hours today. Have you cleaned your house yet, Jess? Mum. No. My husband does that. I don't do that. I cook. He cleans. Have you cleared any of the bags out, Jess, that I sent round? Yes, I have actually. Thank you so much. Have you? Yeah, I actually have. Thank you. Good. We did some weeding this week. Very interesting. Hate weeding. Hate gardening. Well, I broke the, uh, what's it? I don't even know. It's like the Jewish princess doing gardening as hysterical i love the weeding you have to be really gung-ho but anyway so how is dinner looking for you today mum it's meager pickings i've not really eaten properly today i just had some some chicken soup which i'd made your chicken soup was delicious the kids polished it off did they really like it i I can't even tell you i'm like i'm very proud i feel like the jew in them is just like give me give me the matzo ball Three matzo balls each. Oh, good, darling. So I had... It made me really confirm to myself that I am going to have that bat mitzvah. Oh, good. We're not having David Schwimmer. Everyone's made banana bread from our cookbook and it's been a success. Yeah, I know. But like, I do feel like poor David Schwimmer, he did get one that had been in the oven for 15 minutes too long. It was dry. I, I concur. Yeah, wow. But it is lovely to see everybody um, making our recipes. Cooking, but lots of people, they do more your recipes and Alex's than mine, I've noticed. I'm saying nothing. I think Alex's pistachio and orange cake is always in the pictures and the triple threat brownies. Have you noticed? Yeah, I think everyone's doing kind of comfort food. So anyway... um, Who have we got on today, Mum? Well, someone who's really fabulous, darling. I'm very excited. We've never had so many requests for a guest as this. Everybody has said, please, can you have her on? Please, can you have her on? And we've got her. (laughs) Are you on the rosé, darling? I I actually didn't have the right tonic to have the nice rosé gin, so I've got... Oh, Ellie and Casper. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Ooh! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
Ellie Goulding, I can't even tell you how many people have requested, demanded that you be on this podcast. Yeah. Really? This has been a while in the making. It yeah. has. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy that we're finally here doing this. Me too. In weird, um, special, weird circumstances. However, um, you've informed us you have the shittest Wi-Fi. You're in Oxford. Is that where you live now, babe? I am in Oxford. My husband is studying here, so he has this little house um and we're kind of just living here and he is commuting to school but I mean not not right now uh yeah but I have a place in London but currently my brother is there so he's there kind of in isolation by himself and yeah we are here how is life on lockdown for you two um he it's it's basically me up here kind of pottering around um picking up the guitar every now and then uh, tinkering on the piano and then he's downstairs just working solidly so it's not like we're doing sort of couples activities it's very much me doing my own thing and him doing his own thing but I know I know a few of my friends uh, are driving each other mad uh, husbands and wives and girlfriends and boyfriends and, and, and whoever else um, from from being in this kind of because it's just a whole new thing it's a whole new uh situation to be literally with each other 24 7 so I think it's been testing what's the food looking like in your situation though because the food um it just what, what am I cooking or what's around yeah I want to know what you've been like what you've been well I'm not suggesting that you've been stockpiling you two but like what's the thing that when you go to the shops or if you've got your delivery you're like right no you can't forget that or what have you been drinking a lot of what have you been eating a lot of what um Casper's made a barbecue tonight so he's got two essays he's a high achiever he's got two essays coming in and he's at Oxford uh, he's also your sound man tonight. He's really annoying. Yeah, he's a high achiever. And he's done a barbecue. What's on the barbecue? Um, so literally, we've just used up what we had. We've had peppers that were possibly slightly off that that, uh, that are now, now look fine. Um, and we've got some sweet corn and we've got um, veggie burgers. So, so for our wedding, we used this company called Meatless Farm. I don't eat meat, so um, they did all the... Um, like the midnight food for our wedding, which I saw none of. Um, I, I mean, it was just all a massive blur. I can't remember anything, but definitely can't remember any food. And so we've kind of just used everything up. It's kind of a, a case of, yeah, just using up everything at the moment. I did go to the shop today and queued for about an hour and a half, oh. which is fine because I took my book. Oh, that's a good idea. So it was fine. And the sun was shining and it was nice. Um, and I had my takeaway tea thing with me um so I was prepared I knew there was gonna be a queue so I was prepared um but but then I panicked because I, I was reading on my phone a story about policemen checking people's trolleys for essential items oh I was like shit if he looks in my trolley he's gonna know immediately that I don't have essential items I had like ice cream to re for him as a reward when he finishes his essays and I had like a lint chocolate bunny I was like this is not essential things but I also essential. did have essential things um so yeah, we're using things up and um, and then also trying to be very consciously healthy and keep immune system up. I've become really obsessed with um, immunity and longevity and like biohacking and eating all the all the good things. Um, so so yeah, so I've got my salad with some spr with some like sprouted things in it and it's got some figs in it and some walnuts. So yeah, it's all going on <laughs> with food. Are you 
you missing London at all? Um, not really. I have a place in Paddington and I, I feel it like it's got a very kind of hard energy. It's a lot of people. Um, it's very busy. Um, it's quite polluted and I feel really conscious of pollution. I'm re- And I grew up in the countryside. I grew up in middle of nowhere in Herefordshire, but nearer to Wales. So it's in my, I feel like it's kind of in my blood to be breathing slightly cleaner air. And um, I used to hate being in big cities. So if, if I had my choice, I would live here permanently. But obviously, as you know, it's constant traveling, mm. having to be at places. It mm. just wouldn't, it wouldn't work to live out here um, full time. But I do, I do love London. But you, you and Casper met. Am I right? You and Casper met in New York. Yeah. Because you were living in New York for a bit, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a wild city. So what was that like? What was it like for eating out? Where did you eat? How did you meet? It's not a particularly exciting story, um, sadly. I don't know. It wasn't like a love at first sight thing at all. We didn't fancy each other remotely. It was just we were sat next to each other at a dinner. I, I think I was doing like a jingle ball thing at the time. And my friend wanted to put a dinner on for me. Um, I don't know, some people just like to put dinners on, which I think is lovely and, and introduce people to each other, which is something, something I've never done. I've always just had like dinners with friends and family. Um, so she wanted to put on a dinner for people to get to know each other. And I was feeling really rough. I, I for some reason, I had terrible bronchitis at the time and I was, I, I was really ill, most ill I'd been in ages. So that all I wanted to do was go to bed after the show uh, and I went to this dinner that she'd kindly put on for me. And I was sat next to Casper and he was from a big farming family. And I talked about how I was vegan and all this stuff. And <laughs> and he was he talked about how much he loved, uh, you know, meat, beef and chicken and lamb and whatever else. Um, so, yeah, we had literally nothing in common. But... Yeah, he wooed me, basically. Fabulous. We ended up just going on dates and he took me to some art galleries. He works in art. So, yeah, I don't, and then now we're married. When did you become vegetarian? Because you come from Hereford, where the, the meat is fabulous. It is. And it is, I see it on so many menus at Hereford Beef. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had a very meat-heavy childhood, for sure. Um, it was always, you know, meat and two veg kind of thing. And then when I was 14, I saw I saw a video in the, I don't know, geography class or something where I decided that I didn't like the way that meat was processed. So I stopped eating meat. And then I went to university, realized that it was just too, I don't know, I think I had some kind of reasoning like it was too expensive to be vegetarian or something. So I just ate cheap meat um, for a few years. And then I went back to being veggie. Um, I... Probably won't eat meat again, but having fish every now and then um, definitely helps. So what's your favourite fish? Or do you, you just eat it as a necessity rather than because you like it? Kind, kind of. I eat a lot of things for their nutritional value. Yeah. Which sounds so dorky, but I do eat... I do eat the, the things I love for my taste is I love sweet things. Okay. Love sweet things. So then what would be your, okay, so what, let's go into it then. What's your like last supper? Forget about nutrition or maybe it kind of really would play a part in yours anyway. Like everything's out the window, starter, main, pud and drink of choice. 
I think I know the drink of choice, but I'm going to wait to hear what you say. <laughs> drink of choice would be the world's most expensive champagne because it's super sugary and that's just yeah. very me. Um, Which one? Crystal? I actually don't know what the world's most expensive champagne is. Do you know? Isn't it crystal? What did you have at your wedding? What did we have? We had... Um, we had Moe because they gave us some Moe because I wouldn't stop banging on about how much I love champagne. They were like, all right, we'll give you some Moe. Um, <laughs> so we had a bit of Moe at the wedding. Right. But, okay, so drink would be champagne. Um, it would be maybe, I, I do like Renoir. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's spelled R-U-I-N-A-R-T. Tastes nice. Um, I don't think it's okay. the most expensive. Yeah, that's gorgeous. That's very expensive. Is it? Okay. <laughs> So I'd have that. Starter, I would have, oh gosh. I mean, to be honest, I, this, God, I'm so boring, but I would just have a lot of carbs for my last meal. I feel like I stop myself from eating pasta and rice and bread quite a lot. So I'd have something that involves pasta, maybe some kind of little ravioli thing. Yeah, I, I, it would just be all carbs, I think. But why do you stop yourself having carbs? Is it because you don't like how you feel on them? Yeah, because I often, when I eat carbs, I it's not just a it's not just a, a, a vanity thing. It like it's a I genuinely feel I don't feel great when I have them. And as someone that I feel like I'm naturally, I like to be quite active. Mm. When I when I have big bowls of pasta and things like that, I do feel quite like I've eaten a blanket. Um, or something really heavy. You know, you know what you'll say about the thing that you feel like you feel feel not great on them. Have them for a few days, and then it doesn't feel uh, any different. You just kind of uh, you keep on going. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had. I think the last time I had a bowl of pasta was on my honeymoon, which was last year bloody in hell. September. Oh, bloody hell, babe! Casper, make yeah. us some fucking truffle I, pasta I quick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time I ate bread either, honestly, and. Um, this sounds really like boring, but I just don't, I just don't feel like I need it. Like in the morning, I will have like a big, what I call a messy bowl, which is yogurt with loads of goji berries and nuts and uh, have, I have prunes. I do love prunes, which is really r random. Prunes and dates. Jesse, do you know what? I think she should have married your Sam. Yeah, well, no, I mean, she's very happy with Casper, obviously. <laughs> I know she's happy with Casper, but they're on a bar. Yes, you you and my husband are like yeah. two peas in a fucking pod. Oh, really? Him and his fucking oh, chia those. seeds. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad to see the back of those seeds. We were living with my mum, Ellie, for a very long time because we were doing up this house that we're doing our and then we moved out because of uh, old Corona. And my mum has literally been like, here's your nut butter, here's your chia seeds, here's your fucking tahini, get it out of my fucking house. Um, here's your goji berries, yeah. She's like, if I have to see a dairy-free bloody coconut milk again, I fucking, she's going to scream. So yeah, it's, it's weird. No, yeah. I'm all about dairy. And my, my fans that know that I was vegan for a long time will be shocked by this. Mm. But I... I am very into dairy, especially since being around here. There are amazing local farm shops that have all this organic stuff. And mm. um, I'm really into my dairy. Casper's um, really into his meat. So, and obviously I grew up in a family that was just like, I grew up in a, in a, you know, family of four, me, me and my three siblings. And we didn't have much money. So it was all about, um, it was just about meat, you know, milk and cereal, some vegetables, and I'm definitely not mad about coconut yogurt and all those dairy-free alternatives. I want to know what your pudding is. If you're so obsessed with puddings and sweet things, I want to know what the, you know, 
The puddies. Oh my gosh. Um, I love proper traditional English um, stuff like a love trifle. <laughs> love trifle. Oh, I love you are a cookbook. Love yeah. trifle. Me too. It's the best thing in the world, isn't it? I love um, like sticky toffee pudding, love apple pie and custard. And then ice cream as well. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, I love um, all, all the desserts I had growing up. I mean, I, I we'd have ice cream all the time. Like, ne- you know, what's it called? Neapolitan? Like, whether it's like chocolate, strawberry and vanilla. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Am I am I wrong in thinking somebody told me you're Jewish? I'm not. My dad's family were, but not my mum's. Right, got it, got it. So, I mean, you've never really practiced it. No, I haven't practiced it. Um, I think that at one point I was kind of embraced by the Jewish community because I think I'd mentioned that in an interview at one point. But no, uh, no, I, I was never really brought up with, with any particular religion, whereas my husband was. So I did get christened before our wedding so that I could get married in York Minster. Yeah, you got, had a big ma- wedding in a, in a proper high church, really. Yeah. So, we, so Casper's family are from Yorkshire. And when York Minster very sadly burnt down at one point I, I'm, I can't remember the reason why but Casper's fa- family um helped with um some of the rebuilding of it so, so so donated a bunch of wood to rebuild it essentially and it's one of those beautiful buildings in the world and so um yeah so we got married there and his his family uh Christian so yeah so I I, I got christened wow so yeah I mean, it was really lovely seeing the pictures of your wedding. Like Vogue did this beautiful spread of it and you looked stunning. Gorgeous. Yeah, I think that's the first time I'd ever been in Vogue. (laughs) I was like, thanks, guys. Um, But how many outfits did you have? Did you have three or four? I had quite a few outfits because I was really shameless for my wedding. And since I was a girl, I would draw pictures of, of, of girls in wedding dresses and like ball gowns. Um... And I always said to myself, if I ever get married, which I was really cynical about for a long time because my parents divorced, a lot of my childhood friends' parents divorced also. So I was never really a big fan of it. But then when I met Casper, I knew 
I, I knew after, after a few months after he wooed me, I, I knew that we'd get married. And I just had this feeling, as I'm sure, Jesse, you can sort of relate to when you find that person. Oh, yeah, I got my claws like firmly into Sam and I was like, you will be my husband. I mean, we've been going out since we we're 18. We're very boring. Oh. Meant that I couldn't, I mean, you know, I really have to dig deep for those sad songs because I'm pretty, it's pretty <laughs> dull in this situation and we're pretty happy, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, oh my gosh, I've got, yeah, that, that's, that's where I differ because I've, I had quite a few, I kissed quite a few frogs, but that sounds harsh, but that's, that's the sort of best way to say it because I, I did have a few relationships before Casper that I, I thought at the time were amazing, but but I realised, you know, through all this, not to not to go super deep, but <clears throat> realised actually I was, um, you know, perhaps not quite myself, which makes sense with everything going on and whatever the hell's happened in the past 10 years. So therefore, I, yeah, I, I perhaps had some relationships that were not what I thought they were. But then when I met Casper, I just knew... Um, so I said to myself, right, if I do meet the one and I do meet the person I want to marry, then I'm, I, I, I don't really want to have a small wedding. I, I would like, and I know some people like to have, you know, very small weddings and I really respect that. Um, but I was like, no, I want, if I'm getting married once in my lifetime, I want the biggest wedding. Yeah. So I wanted to have a few different outfits because why not? Uh, and I wanted to have a dress that meant, something to me um so you know that something that I could uh something was a bit more meaningful and so I had our initials put in the veil and uh Mm. I it was made by a a friend a friend of mine um who happens to work for Chloe amazing and yeah so so um every every outfit that I wore meant something uh but I just you know I just wanted to have a big day and I wanted my friends to have a big day and my family and you know, I still I still have messages now saying like, "Gosh, I wish I could, we could go back to that day," especially right now, uh, because it was just it was just such a fun weekend, and there was there were you know it's all my friends and family together, um, and it was yeah, it was amazing. What um, what was the cake and what was the first dance? And did you eat any of it? No. I, do you know what? I've got I've got a tiny bit of it in my freezer. Oh, wow. Oh, babe, no time like the present. Come on, we're in lockdown. But I didn't. I honestly, I swear to God. I think the the biggest grievance I had from the wedding was that I don't didn't have any of the food. Oh, how annoying! Because we chose local, we chose a local caterer, the Yorkshire Party Company, because we'd had them. So Casper's sister had had them for for a party, and they were amazing, and just we loved that it was local and sporting local food. But then on the day, I, I was I, you know I was genuinely excited about the food. I get excited about food. And so I, I, so we had, you know, the whole taste testing and all that stuff and wine testing, which was, which was my favorite bit. Um, but then on the day I didn't have a single morsel of food. I think I had a tiny bit of fish and that was it. And I, you know, I had, I made sure that there were meat, meat free burgers, like halloumi wraps, um, at the end of the night, I made sure there were big tubs of sweets, candy, and I didn't have a single thing. And I'm just so annoyed I didn't get to eat anything. Were you, can, can, can you remember it? Were <laughs> no you, wonder I was so drunk. Were you drunk? Oh gosh, yes. But like you you were fine. Because what happens when I'm drunk, I'll like have three of them. Like, 
I, I was at a wedding that they had like food stands everywhere. I sampled every stand and there were like six stands. So I was like, well, I must try. Yeah, but your wedding, Jesse, you didn't eat that much. I know. I, I ate. I just didn't drink weirdly. Like I was like, cool. I don't know. I had these weird kind of natural endorphins. Maybe I was prioritizing drinking over eating. <laughs> I respect that. But yeah. I and, and then, yeah. So I remember absolutely sobbing my heart out to Serpent with Feet. Uh, he sang a song that he'd recorded with Bjork and Bjork is my all-time hero. And when he sang that, I just, it was the most, it was the weirdest emotion I'd ever felt, I think, listening to music. Just just the enormity of, of it all and how beautifully he sang. Um, that was the first moment that I was like, whoa, this is this is big. And, and I, I, I do remember having a drink in that moment. Um, and then... And the first dance was Jack Garrett. Oh, I love Jack Garrett. What was the song? He sang, um, uh, oh my God, sorry, brain, brain freeze, brain fart, whatever you call it, um, Weathered. Was it one of Jack's? Yeah. I want, I, want to, um, I want to know what's happening with music because, I mean, you are one of the most successful, brilliant British artists. You're worldwide, like you're so international, like you're huge in America. And it's for me, it's always been really funny because you are a very modest, um, you're, you're the sweetest person. You've always had so much time for me. You've always been so generous with your kind of um, support. And also, I don't know, you, you're just, a, you're, a very, you're a good girl. And, oh, thanks, but you are, you are a huge star. And weirdly, like for me, I always kind of still think of you as like Ellie Goulding folk, like Ellie Goulding guitar like there but but I but then you're this internationally mega mega fucking massive pop star and I just wonder I'm interested where the new music's going and what's happening and like I just I'm so impressed by you you started as this what do they call you a folktronica that's what it was wasn't it yeah oh yeah oh yeah what (laughs) you were folktronica (laughs) I remember her playing the drums oh yeah yeah yeah, when you bang the drums on Jules Holland. Yeah, and oh I thought, god! Wow, this girl's amazing. Never watched that back, you know. It was fabulous. I don't remember anything. I don't remember those. You know, I just I just started out, and then suddenly I was asked to go on Jules Holland, my favorite TV show. I would live for Jules watching Jules Holland, and um, then suddenly I'm on it, and I was like, oh, cool, yeah, 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 no worries, yeah, cool, cool, and not realizing that I was building up all this stuff, doing all these shows, pretending that it was like totally normal. Whereas it's not fucking normal. No. That stuff, so excuse my language. Oh, um, but yeah. that stuff is not normal. And I sort of normalized it in my head, which which was not good. And uh, yeah, I was playing guitar and I was really genuinely like, all I wanted to do when I was a teenager was, was write songs and guitar. And then quite quickly, I, you know, got out of playing guitar and just started singing and it was that was when my voice kind of started to come through so it was like I kind of was half and half at one point and then eventually I was exploring my voice a lot more which I think was something I needed to do because I, I kind of used the guitar as a bit of a crutch uh, I think and then now in uh, this isolation period I've, I've played guitar more than I have in absolute years I've been picking up the guitar every five seconds, um, which is amazing. Um, but the the music that I've done in the in the past few years has definitely been 
more I don't know how to explain this but um I've definitely been experimenting a lot more with with pop music and trying to do things slightly out of my comfort zone and I just love getting in the studio with Max Martin and those guys I I find it fascinating to write formulate pop music but it's not necessarily what it's not necessarily what I do as an artist it's just what I like to do as a writer as a pop writer so mm. I release these songs that I sort of giggle at because I'm like this is so mad that I'm singing on this song but you know I write the songs and I think oh maybe I'll give them to this person or that person like really big pop singers and then I end up just singing on them but you are a really big pop singer <laughs> but, but I mean like in I, I still have a voice that you know is some people like it some people don't which I'm just I'm so I've so accepted that now but in America I'm still just like a voice there like I'm a voice that's that's on a lot of music a lot of songs get played on the radio but still people don't really know who I am as far as they uh, they're concerned it's just like I'm this British girl that sort of sings on the odd song um but I I have that anonymity there which I quite enjoy so I can just keep putting out these songs and I get a real kick from it but here I'll release a song that I've written with Max Martin and it does nothing it will not see the light of day and I'm like okay but then I'll release a song with just a piano here and it goes to number one. Like the last song I released here was a Joni Mitchell cover and it, and it, it went to number one here because I think it's just, a, it's just two very different worlds that I've seemed to have got myself tangled in. But it's kind of fun because you never, I never really know what's going to happen next. So you're doing this pop thing, you're dabbling, you're having fun with it, you're getting in the room with Max Martin, which is bloody hard for people to get in the room with and you're writing massive songs and... And, you know, you've got this song that's it's, it's doing really, really well in America. I mean, I'm hearing it on the radio all the time here, too. It's doing all right here. It's um, It was never really a song to sort of resonate as much here. Um, I just feel like the music I release here, I don't know. I, I feel like it has to be a bit more, I hate this word, but slightly more raw, which I, I, like, I really hate using that word. But I just don't think that it, my voice in that context necessarily is appealing here. And I don't know why, it just shows you the difference between like American taste and like taste here. It's, it's totally different. You know, that's why, that's why I think some artists break here and not America and vice versa. It's just different sounds and different tastes. And so the album is in two parts. So the first half of the album is completely me and it's it's all me, um, all my vocals, all guitar, all piano, strings, a lot of choral elements, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of orchestra, a um, bit of gospel choir. So it's, 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 it's a, quite mm. a bit more soulful than perhaps I've, I've done before in that I'm, I'm using chords that I've kind of made up out of my comfort zone. And then my voice has kind of followed those chords, which I'm sure you know this. It just, as soon as someone presents you with a whole different set of chords that you've never used before, suddenly you're finding your voice going so many different places. Um, Whereas before I was very, you know, I was very sort of pop oriented where I would just sort of have four chords. Then I'd sing, sing Mm -hmm. with those chords and it would just kind of be a variation of those chords. But then the second that you sort of branch into something, you know, like a, a different world, then your voice kind of follows it. So actually my voice is kind of taken a whole other, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been a journey with that stuff. And then the other half is 
the more sort of collaborative stuff with artists that I wouldn't otherwise probably work with other than to just see what happens, which is this latest song with, with Black Bear. And I did a song with Juice World, who sadly passed away recently. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I, yeah, and then a song with um, Sway Lee and Diplo. And it's been, yeah, it's been a mad journey. It's been like, I, I, when I release those songs, it's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what people think of those songs. But it seems so much more kind of transactional those, with those songs than with my mm. own music. Mm. For example, my, my second album, it took like 60 weeks for it to get to number one. And then, and then when I released Lights, this song Lights in America, it had, the, it had a billboard record for the slowest climb to number one, um, other than like Britney Spears or something. So like I've always made music that people kind of get with a long time after. Mm. So I've I've always released music that does well like a year or two years down the line. It's really bizarre. So maybe that'll be the case with this album. I don't know. Is Casper musical? Casper <laughs> is not musical. He has an incredible taste. He, his his taste in art and he deals with contemporary art. And he taught me a lot about um, modern artists. Uh, yeah, Casper's just kind of opened up that whole world. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're quite a good team in that respect. Uh, like he took me to a exhibition that, that inspired the title, the, the name of my next album. So Which is? It's called The Brightest Blue. Ooh, yes. Um, so um, I wanted to know what... Table manners, uh, darling. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, table manners. Do you have good table manners? I bet you do. I'm sure you do. I think I do because I, in the in the past, well, I think Jessica can also relate to this. Um, you you sort of mingle with all kinds of people, and so you do sort of have to have a certain etiquette. And one thing that I didn't do, which my husband enlightened me about, was was. Um, put the napkin on my lap at the start of the meal so does that is that that's that's a thing right where you put the napkin on your go on tell me about the napkin on the lap well the second that you like your drink is brought to you before the start you have to put your napkin on your lap I didn't know that so that's one thing did you know that mum of course I did because I've got good table manners I didn't know that. So so napkin on the lap and Casper would always have to put mine on my lap for me because I'd, I'd forget and now it's just now it's just in my in my brain. And then the other thing was and this is something I that maybe is not at every dinner but at some where you have to speak to the person on your left for a certain amount of time. I didn't know that one. And then after your starter you can then move to the right. Oh my God, I did not know this. <laughs> that's like, that's proper posh shit though, Ellie. That's posh. That's proper. That's posh stuff. Yeah. But it kind of has always worked. And I don't know why. But, but everyone must be so excited if you're to their right, their, their, their left, because, or their right, because you're such an exciting person to talk. Well, they get you for the main and the pud then, don't they? they so the, um, the person on your left only gets you on the starter. <laughs> I don't know. I I think the person I think the person to my right has a much better time with me because by that point I've had a few drinks, I'm a bit looser. Uh, they've got to know you. Exactly. Yeah. If you had to sing a song, a karaoke song, which karaoke would it be? 
Did you it have karaoke at your wedding? I don't even have to think about this. Um, I didn't have karaoke, <laughs> but I really regret it. Um, See, Jesse. My favourite karaoke song is Brian Adams' Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> don't, don't hold back, Ellie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look into my eyes, you will see what you mean to me. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those songs. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, the first singing lesson I, I ever had, which was about f- four years ago, four or five years ago, um, she said, oh, you remind me of Rod Stewart because... I don't really know how you sing. She was like, you don't really sing with your head voice. You don't really sing with your chest voice. And you remind me of Rod because he, I don't know how he technically sings because his voice is so bizarre. So apparently I, I share that with Rod Stewart. I was like, <laughs> that's amazing. I hope that's a compliment. Massive compliment. <laughs> You'll be at the Brits. You'll be one of the legends at the Brits in 50 years. Maybe maybe by that time I can br- I bring the Brian Adams song back because the kids won't know it. So I could sort of claim it as, as my own. <laughs> totally. Um. Oh my God, Ellie, I don't... Um. I, I feel like I could keep on chatting. Have you had your dinner yet? No, it's literally just here. I haven't eaten it. Oh, yeah, I forget other people are adults. I eat at, like, five o'clock with my children now. But I quite like it. I didn't want to eat on the mic because I thought it might sound terrible. You know what? It works when you're at our house, but it doesn't... We've realised it doesn't particularly work via Zoom. It's just not nice for anybody. So, um... I feel like you need to go and eat your dinner. But let's do a part B because I think yes. we should do a part B when all this is over and we're out of quarantine and then we can be like, oh my God, what the hell was that all about? Wow, that was crazy. Babe, anytime. And, and actually we could just make it a drinks and canapé party so we could just drink champagne the whole time. Yes. Love canapés because they count as snacks. Love it. <laughs> Ellie, you are such a treasure. We adore you. I've always oh, adored you. you. You've always been brilliant. And I, I wish you all the best with the new record. Thank you so much. And you. Thanks, doll. Um, babe, enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. It's an honour. She was so lovely. Ellie has always been such a wonderful um, girl to me in the industry. She's always been so generous. I think she's a really kind person and she's um, and she is this quite unconventional massive pop star that manages to have this quite I mean this normal life it seems like so sweet, so lovely. Right, I'm off. Thank you so much um, for listening. everyone stay safe. We will be back next week for more Table Manners Special Circumstances.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.